0: That true strength isn't pushing through fighting through at the detriment of everything and everyone true strength is knowing when you stop when you go when you ask for help when you're capable of doing it on your own true strength is admitting that you have a weakness but it doesn't make you weak it just is part of who you are
1: hi everyone i'm annika and this is the tried and truth podcast Welcome back to another episode, and if you're just tuning into the show, welcome. So glad all of you are here. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. We are sitting down and chatting with Bridget Heller of The Strong and Capable. There is so much in today's episode from practical tips on what it means to claim who you are, on what it means to really be strong and step into who you really are. So without further ado, check out today's episode. Brigitte, welcome to the show. So glad you're here.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to
1: Be Here. This is so fun. I am so excited just to to sit down. And I know we had a chance to chat a little bit before this, but just about what it means to be strong and capable and and hearing your story. And I think just giving everyone the permission to, to just be okay, sometimes not being okay. And I think we've all got such a misperception of it. So I am just so excited to dive in today and to chat a little bit more about your story. And I think just be really transparent and vulnerable at this topic. I think it's one that we all misconstrue. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about you and your story. Let's start there.
0: Okay. I'm so glad to be here. And I love talking about the subject because it's literally what I do all day long. It's my calling, if you will. I actually ran across a quote the other day that said the five most successful people I know consider their job a calling. And I was like, yes, yes, company. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm right where I should be because I really feel called to this work. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's just what I do. It's what I have to do. It's what I have to do. But so my name's is Heller. I have the Strong and Capable and the Strong and Capable is a community that's built to help people be boldly authentic, to be themselves, to feel confident in that. Um, I like to say it's real talk with the sight of glitter because I'm all about the sparkle always. <laughs> <Just> love <laughs> that. And tacos. There's maybe a little tacos in there. Um, So yeah, we just talk about mental health. We talk about mindset and intent of the heart and living intentionally every day. That's kind of like I always think of a pyramid. And we start with the mindset. We really understand what's happening up in that brain and what thoughts are driving your life. And then we talk about okay, now if you understand that, where's your heart? Because you might have. Cleared up your thoughts, but if your heart's in a yucky place, like a, I just want to do this because to get back at them, that's not going to serve you well either. So, how do we work through that? And then, intentional living changes everything for you for what you do. So, in my mind, that's strong and capable to be able to fluidly work through those things every day without shame or fear or hurt, just knowing you're human and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in your life, a lot. And when you see those downs and what you learned from them and where you've come from, that's, that's true strength. That's true power.
1: So good. So how did the, how did the name come about? How did you decide like, this is my name? This is my brand. This is what I'm called to do. Oh, oh,
0: okay. You just (laughs) dove in deep. Are you ready for this? (laughs) This is a, okay. So, um, 20 years ago, I took a class on mindset. And I was very lonely. I was doing, dealing with postpartum depression. And I had this cute girl from my church who was like, hey, Bridgette, I'm having a class in my basement and you should totally come. It's like weird, but I was desperate. <laughs> For any kind of like person to person conversation, so I went and it ended up changing my life because the teacher was teaching mindset. She was teaching you can know what's happening up in your brain, how many thoughts per minute, how, what things are repeating, what patterns are repeating, how are they directing your life, how does this affect how you're a mom or a a partner to your spouse, or how are how does this affect your children or your friendships? And I was my mind was like, what I can. I can have some say in that, like I can work with that and change it. And within two weeks of putting her techniques into play, my life was different. And this, you know, cause I was coming out of that postpartum depression and the tools gave me what I needed to just jump back into life in the way I wanted to. So this changed my life. And she told a whole story. And when she told her story, I wrote down the words strong and capable. So That's that cool. happened. It was like 20 years ago. Right. So. Fast forward to, let's see, seven years ago. I'm not doing the math, but seven years ago, (laughs) I have a sister who I adore. She's uh, 18 months younger than me. Her name's Aubrey and she's deaf and has cerebral palsy. And um, she got very sick on Christmas and we got the phone call that she was in a home at the time that we needed to come see her because she wasn't doing well. So we went up and I sat with her for two weeks while her body deteriorated and it became really apparent that she was not coming back from this she had pneumonia and her body could not fight it so for two weeks i sat there with her and we painted nails and colored because she liked to color and watched ariel and you know i'm a singer so i'd sing just to like get through it or read um and then the night that she passed away she was scared and you know i think a lot of people have that reaction when they're passing away. They don't know what's next. So she was scared, but her fear seemed more like she didn't want to leave us. She was worried about us. She's a very, very snarky, but tender soul. And so I sat beside her for hours, hours, me and another sister. We sat on either side of her, just rubbing her arms and telling her we loved her. And she was getting more fearful. And as she was Getting more fearful, I just had the thought pop into my head, Aubrey, you are strong and capable and you can do this, it's okay to let go, so I just said that again and again for hours, Aubrey, it's okay to let go, you are strong and capable and we love you, we will always love you, so you are strong and capable, you're strong and capable. So Aubrey obviously passed away. <clears throat> I told you, you don't deep here. I
1: got tears uh, in my eyes.
0: And so obviously she passed away. What's interesting is her and I had such a bond. We were more like twins than sisters at 18 months apart. And I dressed us the same when we were little. I took her to show and tell, <laughs> like she literally was my best friend. And so losing her was devastating. It's seven years later. I'm still tearing up, right? Because she's my sister, it was devastating. And I had three beautiful children and an amazing husband and a pretty good life. But honestly, I just felt hollow. My whole heart felt ripped out and I started to wonder, was there any reason to live? I was like, living like this is not how life should be lived. I like, I was on my knees crying often and lethargic, didn't want to get out of bed. Like, why, why can I, how can I live without this bond? I just felt like my half of me have been cut away. And so I was actually sitting in church and uh, thinking I should be feeling good. Isn't this where people go to feel good? Like, isn't this where they go to feel inspiration? But instead I was thinking, what's the point? What's the point? And my husband and kids are probably better off without me in this state. They do better. This is where I was and um i felt something on my shoulders and i heard the words "Brigitte, you are strong and capable gosh and you can do this get up and go to work and i heard it three times and i knew it was my sister so i don't know you know what other people believe or how they think but i knew for me it was a very special experience obviously And it was what I needed to stand up and get to work. And so the strong and capable is just that. It's you are going to go through dark moments. You're going to go through hard stuff. There will be times when you wonder what's the point. But you are strong and capable. You've been through the things and you can get up again and do the things you need to do.
1: I have chills and tears and am in awe of, the story. And when you said you felt called, there's such a huge story behind the story that has led you there. And I don't know, just like the power of that moment where you just felt lifted up and given permission to keep going. And the fact that you've dedicated your life to doing that for other people and, I think just the, the honesty with your yourself and the honesty with other people that it's okay to feel, like you said, I think we go to these places and moments thinking I'm supposed to feel happy and I'm supposed to feel joyful. Um, I mean, I would love for you just to share a little bit about that, because I think the word strong and capable so often almost prompts us mentally to suppress those feelings of sadness Mm -hmm. or to suppress those feelings of despair. Like what, what has where do you meet people in that place? So the things that
0: help me and and through the podcast, because I have a podcast The Strong and Capable, as I talk to other people who have struggled and come through victorious um, emotionally and physically in all the ways, because it's not just usually one way you come through victorious when you come through these hard things. They it manifests in many places. But the the main thing is you see it, you see the struggle, you see the fear, you see the embarrassment, the hurt, whatever it is that is on your heart that is so heavy, and your brain is so consumed by it, you have to acknowledge it, you have to see it. You know, I do a lot of visualizations for myself um, and meditations and one of the things I often find is you know, a lot of visualizations take you on like a walking journey. You're walking in a field or you're walking through a tunnel. Or, and I often find my own self in these dark places. And I grab my own hand and pull myself up and say, come on, come with me. It's OK. You don't have to stay in that place, you know, but you have to face it. You have to be willing to admit that you've been in the dark place. You have to be willing to admit that, yeah, I've got some pride because of this hurt, this trauma, this whatever. You have to be willing to um, see it without without it putting you down. You have to see it and acknowledge it without believing that makes you a bad person. It doesn't. It's what makes you beautiful. If we all walk around with the mask that so many of us do this, like I'm gonna be this ideal person, we cannot have a beautiful world that continues to lift and grow and evolve we'll get stuck and we'll actually i think go the other way we need real people with real life and real struggles to change the world and to become better and more beautiful and it it begins with us it begins with our heart it begins with us seeing it in the mirror and being like i see you you're pretty that was intense but you're beautiful right (laughs) (laughs) That was was intense. I
1: love that. (laughs) That was
0: intense. Like it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I see you. I do not like this. This is uncomfortable. This is really yucky. And that's okay too. You know, I, um, I have a really, really cute friend and she says, you try it on, you just try it on, try it on, acknowledging this thing and say, this is part of me. Does it make me stronger or does it make me weaker? That's good every time it's going to make you stronger every time. And, you know, I actually did a podcast yesterday about leadership. And I said you know, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. What am I learning from this? How will this help me serve others? What can I do with this? What is the solution? When you're in a dark hole, you don't have to stay there. You can ask others for help. You can weave a ladder and climb out. You can like, you know, muscle up it either way. You've gained skills, or knowledge, or relationships, everything we do benefits our life if we choose to see it that way. And I think that's what being strong and capable is. It's not about only muscling through or only pushing through. It's about seeing that there are many options and that there are many struggles, and we are stronger because of it.
1: That is really, really good. Yeah, I I feel like we're all... We're all where we're supposed to be, but kind of like you said, it doesn't mean that we have to stay there. And I, I don't, I don't know why sometimes, whether that's me or others, right? We we choose to stay there when we don't have to stay there. We are, like you said, I think strong and and capable, and and probably more than we give ourselves credit for. I think always that we more are than we give ourselves so credit. hard on ourselves. <laughs>
0: yes. There, there's that saying, "Bloom where you're planted." I don't know if you've heard that. I actually hate that saying because I'm like, "What if I don't like the soil I'm planted in? <laughs> like, I don't have to bloom here. I can choose a different place." And I all right, transplant do. me.
1: I want to go bloom somewhere else. <laughs> right,
0: this is not working for me. <laughs> I'm not staying here. This is bad soil. Too much shade. I'm not blooming here.
1: <laughs> that is good. I, I'm a very like a bloom where you're planted kind of person, but I'm. I'm uh, digging this perspective. (laughs) Sometimes it's like transplant me over there to the sunshine. I want to go be in like the sunny California soil and (laughs) just and bloom there. I think you're right. I think we do have a lot more options than than I think we we see. And I I think we it's almost like that addiction to suffering. Like we choose Mm -hmm. to stay there because it's comfortable. It doesn't require building strength. It doesn't require building resilience. It doesn't you require, it's almost like, you know, exercise, right? Like in order to get there, like it requires work. And I, I think that in moments of suffering or in moments where we feel like we've kind of hit rock bottom, I, I think the thought of knowing it takes work to get out of it, but knowing that you have that strength inside <laughs> and giving yourself permission to release it and embark on it, and like you said, become stronger because of it.
0: Yeah, and, really good. and the capable comes in because you've done it before in other ways and other things, maybe smaller, bigger. And so, you know, you're capable of it again. You know, it's that, it's that acknowledgement of the journey you've been on and the journey you're going to go on from this moment forward. You know, you brought up exercise. It's funny. I ride my bike with my son every morning. I take him to school. It's like the best part of my day because I, I didn't get to do that for years. I was in a corporate job. And so we drive our little mile to school and then I drive back. I mean, it's been six months and a few months ago, I was like, why is this hard every day? It's not even that hard of a mile. It's not even that many ups and downs, but every day my legs are like, I hate you. I hate you. Like every day. Why is this so hard? And I realized it's because while I had. I was using the muscles, I wasn't pushing them a step further, I wasn't using different muscles, you know, and, and for it to be comfortable for me, I was going to need to strengthen all of my leg muscles, not just the couple that I had been using. And so I started like standing up a little bit or using the outsides of my feet a little bit or scooting back on my, my seat a little bit, just to like test out some other muscles just to see, did this make it easier, you know? So it was interesting because it did make it easier. It made me more sore in new ways. And then when I went back to doing my old school, just getting to school and back way, I was so much stronger for it. And I think that's life. Like there are different times that we have to use different muscles and different pieces of ourselves. And it can be exciting versus scary if we allow it to be.
1: I think that's such a good visualization. I, I'm such a visual person. And like just like you said, using different muscles trying things differently doing things a different way i don't think we realize how much of creatures of habit we are <laughs> and i think it's great we've got all these modern conveniences and we can do things you know simple and simplify our life in a lot of ways but i don't think we realize how much that's carried over in our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. and how we don't want to do things differently sometimes but that's where the growth happens and i think so many of the places we get in life that are really challenging us because we haven't done those things before we haven't yep try, we haven't used those muscles mm-hmm. and we don't want to use those muscles, but we have the capability to use those muscles. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, like, if we talk about capabilities, I mean, you do a lot of things like you love to sing and you have a podcast and you have a membership and your mom. And like, where do you draw the line between like, I know my strengths and I don't have to do all of them all the time to be strong. And I don't have to do everything to be, you know, quote unquote capable. Like what's your take on that?
0: So this is hard for me. This actually, this one, this is, this is, I got a crazy hair that everyone could see on this, but um, this is actually, (laughs) this is hard for me because I am naturally competitive. My nature is, but I'm like a quiet competitor. Most people don't know. I just like sneak in there and take over the game and nobody knows it because I'm not like in your face like I'm going to kick your butt you know so and the hardest competition I have is myself you know is it you know is the podcast being downloaded enough did enough people watch the live did I'm pretty hard on myself and actually in my younger versions of myself in my 20s when I had a couple of different businesses I put myself in the hospital well the doctor threatened to put me in the hospital and I ended up meeting my husband that way. But, um, he said, you either take a vacation or I'm putting you in the hospital. I was so sick because I would just push myself and push myself. And I think that's why I know my boundaries now. (laughs) Remember our stories, make us beautiful. Our journey makes us beautiful. I know my boundaries because I've met them many times. (laughs) I've faced them many times where I would burn out so bad that then I was, I mean, most recently, I worked for a pretty negative corporate uh, job a couple of years ago now, thankfully, um, it's further behind me now. But I would work myself to the point where I'd have to take three days off of work and just be in bed all day, you know, because I was so exhausted. And then my family suffered. And I think learning those boundaries, we a lot of times we won't set boundaries for ourselves, but we'll set boundaries because we see they affect other people. And so, for me, that's my biggest, I use that as a meter now, if I can see my kids are starting to struggle, if I can see the house is getting a little out of control, if I can see, I'm like, oh, I have pushed, sorry, I have a dog in (laughs) here, I've pushed myself too far, I need to stop, I need to pause, I need to reset, I need to slow life down, so actually, this is a hard one for me, and I think it's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. I think it's a hard for a lot of people that are in the social media world because you're you're hit by this noise all the time of people that are quote unquote doing it better than you. And so if you're competitive even a little bit with yourself or anyone else or if you have that drive to like change the world or make an impact, it's it's a constant it's a constant battle. So being strong and capable definitely comes into play here because I It takes a lot of emotional, mental strength for me to stop, you know, and then usually when I do, when I pull back, I make sure to pause and give myself gratitude and grace for that because I did it. And that was hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, think that we spend a lot of our energy, especially today with so many of the influences and influencers, kind of how I phrase it, it's both, mm-hmm. it's both people and, and things that we allow to bombard our minds. But I think we find ourselves showing up more for others and we forget to show up for ourselves, for the people that are actually mm-hmm. literally right in front of us in our homes and to the things that we say matter. I was actually telling someone earlier today that you know, and all my former corporate work as well, I feel like I took so much pride in not never taking PTO. I thought I can show up. I remember one day showing up. I'm like, I have the flu. They're like, you're contagious. Go home. Like, but I can do this. And, you know, now, I mean, this was 12-ish years ago. I just remember thinking now, like, why would I have done that? That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but in my mind, I thought like, I will always be available and I'm, I'm big into like all the assessments and whatever. And I remember like one of my strengths is responsibility. And so I feel like responsibility to people around me and loyal to people around me. And so I just felt like I need to always show up. And I think you, as you grow and mature in life, you realize that strength is not in always, you know, being there for everyone else and never being there for yourself. And I think it's knowing where to draw the line, (laughs) And knowing that there's time off for a reason and the time off is not to go do something for someone else. It's like, it's time for you to reset and recharge. And it wasn't until one of my former employers like changed it to where you use it or lose it, that I had to start using it. And I thought, why didn't I do this sooner? And I discovered that, oh, I can take like a day off just because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because I don't have to save everyone for my kids' sick days. Like it is okay to give yourself a day to just Do you and do the things that recharge you and and light you up? And I just, I wish somebody would have told me that sooner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we really, we really struggle. I think, you know, we want to be like our best self, but we often get confused with what that actually looks like. And one of the things I do do that helps me is, you know, I think about in 10 years and five years, what will I regret? Will I regret? going if I don't do this live right now in 10 years am I going to regret it or if my daughter's at the door who is graduating and I may not see in a few months like at all because she'll be away at college if she's at the door saying hey mom can we talk will I regret that or will I regret the live which one will I regret most which one will I be so happy that I did most I mean, the daughter is going to win every single time, every single time the relationships, the memories are going to win every time if we just allow ourselves two seconds to pause and say, what will I be glad I did, what will I regret, you know, what will happen in five years for this moment, because that's what we have is moment to moment, and we have to be present and awake enough with ourselves to be able to pause and ask those questions and like i said when i'm pushing myself too far i'm not actually awake i'm allowing other things to influence me as you said influencers and influences and actually my community my membership is called the awake community for that very reason because i believe to live our best life we have to be fully awake fully aware of what we're doing and who we're influencing, who we're being influenced by, how our interactions matter, the condition of our heart, where's our mindset, you know, and that's what I, I described kind of a, a process where you look at your mind, you look at your heart, and then you look at the intentional actions you're taking. And this is a fluid thing back and forth in the awake community that we talk about all the time, you know, because if you're living awake, you have the power in your life. If you're living asleep and everything else is dictating it, whether it's a boss that you have that is demanding all the things and you feel like you have to do them no matter what or else your whole life will fall fall apart if you don't turn in that one report. I haven't been there. I have been there, right? Like, But really? Would my life have fallen apart? Really? No, I allowed myself to be fully influenced. I allowed myself, like you, to not take PTO. And when I did take PTO, I was scared that I might have a negative impact. It, it was not a good work environment. But yeah. point being, I was allowing myself to be fully influenced, and I was not in charge of myself. And I'm so thankful for that experience, because that's not who I am at all. But being in that environment where it became who I was has reminded me why I will never go back there again. I will never allow other people to fully influence me that way. There's not happiness there. you know. So you've got to live awake. And I even always picture my person, like it's this Target mom going down Target and just picking up stuff just because, because she saw it on Instagram, because the marketing stuff on the end cap is just so cute. So why not? <laughs> like, I just always think, is that living fully awake? Did you intentionally choose it or did you just pick it up? I think we live in our best self when we choose it. Oh,
1: that's so good. Yes, I've been really thankful this year to not have to go into target, (laughs) target pickup because you're so right. It's like, I can now see the total of what I'm spending. I can now choose the things and not just totally unconsciously shove stuff in the cart without even thinking twice about it or like you said just we were kind of asleep to the influence that we that we have i would love to know like when you go through that exercise with your community kind of says like this fluid process like what do people find like what is that that moment or a couple of things that maybe trigger more often than others where people say i'm i'm asleep there
0: (laughs) um i think a lot of times when we're going through it there they're more taking it in the process, but then they'll come back later and say, it's really cute, because they'll post it in the community. I had this crazy work. This one came up the other day. I had this crazy work deadline. I got a bad email. I was, you know, having a very emotional reaction to it. The girl shares. So she says, and then I paused and thought, wait a second, I'm strong and capable. I can do this. That email doesn't have to affect me. And like totally went through the process of. This does not have to influence me. I can still do the job and get the expectation done without it causing a full meltdown. Just And then I drank a tequila and got it done. <laughs> like It was like yeah, the cutest because yeah. that is so empowering to be awake, to go through that. Yes. Because when you're owning it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have a choice over the tiniest things. I choose it. Nobody else does. I get to. It's so, so empowering. And I, lo- I love it when they post it because I'm like, yes. A lot of times, though, in the moment when we're learning about these things, when we're learning new techniques, what we've seen a lot is that it's very hard to talk about yourself. You can usually identify it for other people. You're like, oh, they're living so asleep there because look at how they just let that happen to them. Or, oh, my gosh, look at the strength or struggle. You can see it for those you love. You can see it for your coworkers. It's very hard to see it for yourself. Inner work is hard mindset in your own eye yeah it's hard it's hard and you have to like dig out the stuff and like I said a lot of times you look in the mirror and you're like "Ooh, this is not comfortable this is not fun but it's the impact of it is so good
1: on your life it's almost like I can kind of see, it's like, you've got these thoughts that go across or things that mm-hmm. go across. Kind of Like you said, one of your, a member of your community where it's like, they're just sharing. They had something go across of this is kind of dictating who I am or what I'm not doing, or what I'm not producing. And it's like, just choosing that and saying, keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to choose you today. I'm just going to keep on going. Yep.
0: I, I get to choose how I respond to this. and. I will respond appropriately, right? Like I'm not going <laughs> to give them, my boss the big middle finger and say whatever, but, but I still get the choice in it and how I emotionally react, how I physically react. Like it's cool to have that much say in your life. And I, I think though, I think leaders are awake. That's one of the things I'm noticing as I'm studying all of this and having all these guests on the podcast is like so many of them are leaders and the difference is they're fully awake. And they're open to the world and they're not letting the world influence them. So I think anyone who's fearful or feels like they're just not able to get what they want is because there's pieces of them that they're still letting influence, right? There's still voices in their, their mind. There's still traumas from the past that are influencing their everyday choice. And, you know, I, I got a lot of trauma people in my awake community know because I'll show up like, hey guys, I just worked out, but I have a thought for you. And I'm like sweating down, you know, sweating the sweat. And I'm like, guess what? I just have a thought though, you know? So like, they know that I have real stuff and hard stuff in the mouth, but that doesn't, again, I don't view that as a weakness. I don't let it stop me. I view it as this is part of my story. And through going through this process, when those thoughts pop up, trauma responses, I know how to deal with them. I know what to do with them. So it's very freeing
1: and healing. You said that you leaders that you've been meeting with and and learning about still have these the successful ones have not created these open gaps for things to just pour in. Like they're just showing up, which I know is kind of a a tagline that you share a little bit in in your community is like, wake up and come home to yourself. Mm -hmm. So. How, how do we go about doing that? Like, how do we close those gaps that we're just letting things infiltrate in so that we can show up and lead better in our homes and in our jobs and in our lives?
0: I think the best, the first biggest way, honestly, honestly, is educate yourself. Start finding, there are so many, so many free challenges out there by thought leaders, mindset leaders, um, <clears throat> emotional leaders there are so many though because they all do like five day three day challenges where it's like come in and be part of my community and then they try and sell you on something which is fine but what you can get out of that three days or five days is incredible and you'll meet other people struggling like you and you're like oh my gosh there's like a whole population of people out there who are awake and wanting to fix it. They're you know I'm not the only one out here being like huh this is because it because I think it happens one day where you just kind of wake up and you look around and you're like, is this the life I want? Is this the thing that I dreamed of when I was a teenager writing in my little journal? You know, like, is this it for me? And when you get to that point, if you can start educating yourself on what mindset work is, what even is that? What is meditation? What is mindfulness? What are these things? Um, I got my my cute mom criticized my podcast the other day. She said, I feel like you're speaking a foreign language to me sometimes because she hasn't been in any classes or done any of the work. And I I'm not criticizing her. She has her own journey, right? That's her. That's on her. I'm doing mine. She does her. But it was fascinating to me because I realized really, truly, it is a different language. It is a different world. And so now I pause in the podcast to be like, for those of you who don't know what we're talking, like, who don't know what, quote unquote, the work is, let's talk about what that means. What is the work, you know? And the work is every day being aware of your thoughts and your actions and having tools in your tool belt to work with them. You know, whether that's a pause and a mantra you say, whether it's positive affirmations in the morning or gratitude practices, whatever it is, you have all these tools so that as life hits you, like you said, there aren't any gaps. You know, you're like, oh, oh, well, this one's popping up. Let's try this tool. That maybe didn't work it. Let's try another one, you know? And so you have the tools to pull out, but you have to learn them first.
1: Giving yourself permission to, to learn those things that, (laughs) Mm -hmm that will help you. Cause I think part of being strong and keyboard is not having to do it all alone. (laughs) I think that's another thing. And I know like some of the people that, that I've worked with, I think one of their big things is I have all these things I want to do, or I know I need a reset on this, or I know I'm struggling with that. I just, I I don't necessarily have the time. And I always like want to challenge them on that because I think this year, obviously, I think we've all had more time than anybody would have ever dreamed in their entire life. But at the same time, I think these small little resets, like you're talking about to just step back on some of these three-day, five-day challenges, they're five minutes a day. I mean, some are longer, some are, you know, five-day journaling exercises or whatever it is, but they're giving you a framework to get Mm -hmm. out of your mind for a second, step back for a second and just kind of like look into your life and say, is this the life that you're wanting? Is Mm -hmm. this the habit you really want to create? is this an excuse or is this a reality? I mean, I I think that we don't want to own those things. We don't want to be in silence and acknowledge the real things going on. And yet we get so kind of like just bored, going through the motions. We feel so asleep in life and we just feel so blah, especially in a year like this. I think when you're not going out as much and you start to become this very isolated person mm-hmm. and isolated thoughts. And I think it's like giving ourselves permission to just step out for a second, open up that mind, open up the thoughts, be honest with what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you're experiencing, and taking advantage of those resources. Like there is a way to make time, like put it on an audiobook and listen to five minutes a day while you're mm-hmm. driving to drop your kids off at school or going on a quick walk or as you're doing laundry or whatever, like there are ways if you make it important to you, you can, you can fill your life with those simple tools. And I know you share um, some of these in the work that you do. Are there any that you want to share today that you think would be helpful? I know that you've got some on your website that I think could be helpful for some of our listeners, but any just top of mind that you think would be yeah, just quick so- wins, quick, easy tools. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So like my most successful days are when I wake up and I have a morning routine, right? Like morning routines really are, there's so many books on the miracle morning. There's so many books out there that talk about morning routines. It's like science. It's not a, not a like woo thing. It's real. So like morning routines, um, I am a huge, huge positive affirmations person, but not like the world is beautiful and great and kind. It is that's, you know, but it is good. That's happy and sparkly, but like literally looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I am strong, I am capable, I am loved, I am a good mom, I'm kind, I'm creative, I'm smart, I'm a good friend, I'm dedicated. I was driving probably three years ago and I remember thinking, you need to do this, you need to do this 10 day I am challenge and challenge other people to stand up and say 10 positive I am statements a day. I was like, okay. And then the thought was, and you need to film it and put it on the internet. And I was like, that's weird. Okay, I'll do it. Because <laughs> so, this is how I work. I like, have no fear. I have no fear. I have fear of things I can't control. That's what I've learned. Because I'm like, what's weird? What's broken in me that I have no fear with this stuff? But <laughs> it's, it's not. It's just my fears in different places. Anyway, a <laughs> lot of work to figure that out. And um, So I stood up in the mirror And I got to like number five, and I thought, I have no more, I can say no more, I don't have any more, I don't, I can't say 10 about myself, how can I have other people do that, but I figured out five more and I did it, and then the next day I did it again, and I got to like eight. And then the next day I did it and I was like, I'm an imposter. I think all this stuff is fake. I don't think I'm actually a good mom. My kids were just screaming at me. I'm pretty sure I'm a bad mom, actually. (laughs) So like all the negative, like imposter syndrome and things were like hitting my my mind and my heart. I was like, well, shoot, this was a nice experiment, but I kept feeling pushed to do it again. So day four, I show up, (laughs) still felt like an imposter. Day five, show up. Still felt like an imposter. Day six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all of a sudden it was like, wait a second. These aren't words that I am. These are the things I want to be. These are the things I'm becoming right now. I'm actively working on. And when I had that switch in mind, all of a sudden it was like my world, the possibilities opened up. These are the things that are possible. These are the things I can reach for, even if I'm not them right now. And then it was empowering. So I'm a huge, huge positive. I am affirmation. I can say 20 about myself now. It's a little awkward. I'm like, and I'm this and that, you know, but it's so, it feels so good. It's so empowering. And it's interesting because I invite other people to the challenge. It's pretty, you know, it's going to cost any money. Just hashtag it, video yourself. Hashtag 10 day I am challenge and and tag me so that I can, you know, cheer you on. I love to cheer people on. But what I've seen over the years now, because I've done it many, many times, is that people go through the same cycle I did. They're like, yeah, I'm doing this. This is going to be easy. And then they're like, that was actually harder than I thought. Day two and three, huh? uh, This is uncomfortable. Day four or five, maybe I am an imposter and this is horrible. Maybe sometimes that even goes into day seven. This, like, I am not worth this. This is not who I am. I feel like I'm saying fake things. And then after that, it's like, wait, I could be those things. And then they're like, they've, you know, because I've had people like write it on papers and they like throw up the paper. They're saying 10 things. It's empowering. It's so it's really, really cool. But one of the things I, one of the best tools really, truly is claiming who you are. We are all beautifully made. We're all unique and divine and just incredible, but we don't claim it. And when you claim who you are, there is no bigger power. There is no bigger impact you can make than when you know who you are.
1: And that is a mic drop. (laughs) Claim who you are, claim who you are. And I love just that practice. I think just opening your mind to stepping into who you can be and who you want to be, not getting down on yourself for who you feel like you may not be just yet. We're in an already not yet kind of world. And it's, you know, giving yourself that permission to to build that in yourself and create that in yourself and affirm yourself of exactly who you are and not who you've opened up these windows in your life for everyone else to tell you who you are. And life will come knocking. They'll knock on the window and be like,
0: excuse me, I don't think you're actually that, right? Why are you claiming that? Is this really healthy? Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable. And I've learned a lot of times, it's not that people don't want you to be successful. It's that they feel a sense of rejection. When you step into who you are, you shift some things about yourself. And there are pieces of you that will drop off habits and Things that will fall off naturally, and people get hurt by that because they feel like it's a rejection. Maybe it's culturally or religiously or family tradition-wise, just things that drop off, and they they view it as rejection of gifts that they've given you, right? And so it's I think it's really important to know that as you step into yourself, to respect that, to respect when they're saying that they're not coming at it as a you can't be that you're a horrible human. They truly don't they're not in your heart and mind. They don't see the transformation happening and they're just feeling left behind. So the best thing you can do is just love them. Because when you love people who are criticizing, a lot of times it's like that vinegar versus honey. You can't get someone, you're right. You can't capture bees with vinegar. You got to capture them with honey. It's the same thing with family and friends and relationships is just love them because eventually they're going to come around to it too. And then they're empowered, just like you're empowered and everybody's happier.
1: Gosh, this is so good. So many good, good, good nuggets in this. Thank you for just being honest and vulnerable and giving ourselves permission to claim who we are again. And like you said, I think becoming who we are and it'll attract the good (laughs) and not believing who people tell us that we aren't. I think that's just such a great reminder uh one of the things I I love to ask guests is just like sharing your thoughts around success because I think it's different for everyone and I love to hear where different people stand on like you said stepping into your calling like what does that what does that mean to you to be you know successful and and what you do success to me
0: equals impact um Am I impacting because I, I want to be successful, <laughs> you know, and that took time to claim to for the record, yeah. but um, impact, like, how are you impacting those around you? How are you impacting the people at the grocery store, your own family, the people in your communities, whatever community that looks like, you know, impact. I, I believe we're all here with a purpose and that we have a place to make impact. So success for me in my world, I'm an Enneagram three. I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagrams, but it's like at my heart, I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference and a change. And it's like, I want to make it big. So for me, success is just making the maximum amount of impact that I can.
1: so good. Any last minute words you
0: want to leave us with today? Um, I just always like to, when I end my podcast, I always tell my friends, my friends, I do call them my friends, I'm Like, hey, friends, <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I mean, this is cheesy, but I would say to your audience, what, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, whatever moment they're in in life, whatever dream you're dreaming of, whatever thing you're seeking, whatever thing you're wanting, you can find it. You truly are strong and capable and it's in you. So just do it, believe it, go for it. And just always remember you're strong and capable always.
1: Love it. Thank you. And how can people find you? Okay.
0: Let's see. You can find me. (laughs) I always forget. I feel like I always forget one or two of them when I do this. So you can find me on Facebook. I have a private, the strong and capable group that you're always welcome to. I keep it private just because I don't want any bots in there and stuff. Um, but all are welcome. I'm on Instagram at Bridget B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. And then of course the website, www.thestrongandcapable.com. And that has, you can find the AWAKE membership there. If you're interested in that, you can find the podcast there. If you want to listen to that, all the things are on the website.
1: Well, you guys go check her out. She's amazing, inspiring. And I think we all need the reminder that regardless of where we are in life, what season we're in what we're facing highs or lows, because life is not a plateau. It's kind of the nice little roller coaster. Yep. <laughs> we're strong and we're capable to keep going and to show up for ourselves. And yeah, I, I feel very inspired today. And I'm so grateful that you showed up for us today <laughs> and I just want to thank you. So thank you for being here. Thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for your light in the world.
0: Thanks for having me. It's always good to share space with
1: you. So much good stuff in that conversation. In case you missed any of the juicy nuggets, here are today's truths and takeaways. Number one: try things on. Ask yourself, does this make me stronger? Does this make me weaker? Number two: you don't always have to bloom where you're planted. It's okay to go plant yourself somewhere else. Plant yourself where you feel led and go bloom there that one's definitely my favorite one number three learn your boundaries know your boundaries own your boundaries stop pause give yourself grace and gratitude for even stopping and reset number four take a day off for you number five all we have is moment to moment we have to be fully aware and awake to ourselves in order to live our best life we live our best life when we choose it if you want to know how to be awake with yourself pause in the moment. What will I be glad I did? What will I not regret? Number six, claim who you are. There is no bigger power, no bigger impact you can make than when you claim who you are. And lastly, number seven, always remember, you are strong. You are capable. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Well, thanks for checking out today's episode. Thanks for sticking around. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and if you have an extra 30 seconds today, I would love for you to share your feedback. Leave me a review. Well, thanks for checking out today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and if you've got an extra 30 seconds today, Love for you to leave a review. It helps these episodes get shared with so many more people. Also, if you do leave a review, please let me know. I'm going to be doing some random drawings and giveaways in the next couple of weeks, giving out all kinds of fun things to a few lucky random uh, review writers. So please let me know either on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or email. Whatever works for you. Um, would love for you to be part of that drawing. Thanks again for tuning in and checking out today's episode. Thanks for being you. And as Brigitte so beautifully said it, know today that you are strong and you are capable. Until next Next time, friends.